airing every day from noon to three. Blue jeans and a rosary. I was playing that song, song this. I was playing that song this weekend. That's a great song. On my song. playlist, uh, my cleaning playlist. On your cleaning playlist? I mean, it's not called the cleaning playlist, but I got a playlist I play whenever um, you know, me and the lady are cleaning around the house and doing stuff. It's just your cleaning playlist. That's not. It's not a cleaning playlist. He but had lemon pledge and a dust mop. I'm 1340 WKGN. Your housework playlist. It's not just for housework. I mean, I, I got other stuff that just to vibe out to. For like you know, mopping so. and sweeping. later i'm still blown out blown away by how how much kid rock rocked in the 2004 super bowl super super bowl halftime show mercy i can't talk which is problematic whenever you're hosting a radio show that's not the worst thing it's true tourette's would be people tough. know they know what you're trying to say <sighs> auburn did move into a quad one territory last night cam okay Nice. So that's good. That helps the old Vols. Beating down the team that we lost Number to. two, Alabama in the net ranking, headed to number three, Tennessee. That was a nice turn of events for Tennessee. They uh, picked up five and two in quad one now. Okay. Not good that you're three and four in quad two, though. Let's get to the news. Yeah. Thanks, John. Uh, Michael Jordan turned 60 on Friday. The he- third best basketball player of all time. He will be celebrating his 60th birthday Friday by making a $10 million donation to Crooked Make-A-Wish. It is the largest donation ever received from an individual in the organization's 43-year history. <laughs> crooked Make-A-Wish? I think they're one of the crooked ones. I hate making kids' dreams come true? I never even think about Make-A-Wish raising money, actually. It's not really <laughs> – the kid can't really get the dream. Like, what do you it's, mean? It's not really. They don't really grant every dream. They have too many stipulations. Well, they're not gonna let them have sex. Well, if I was a kid, movies. Eh, if I was a kid dying of cancer, I mean, I think I might want to have some sex. Well, they can't do that. The parents hey, can well, do get it Margot Robbie here now. Yeah, I never I mean, think of Make a Wish raising money, which I guess obviously makes sense. But <clears> I always just think of like the you know celebrities and people like making. Going and like seeing kids and stuff, but I guess some kids don't want to meet celebrities. They want to go to like Disney World and stuff, so they need yeah. money for that. So, what would have been your one wish if you were a Make a Wish kid? Like nineteen ninety nine or so. Yeah, probably meet Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nine year old me. That's probably what I would have wanted. They would have done their best. And probably, Sable to Stone make Cold that and Sable. Sable would have been more likely. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You probably could have met her. I don't know about Stone Cold. That guy would have just wanted a, a really big plate of spaghetti. That's it. Yeah, which is still kind of my biggest wish. It's like, I feel like if you, I was you on can death go, row, you can go acquire that. Like John yeah. Cena, John Cena is the goat when it comes to it. I mean, he has the world record by far. For what? Make a wish? Physics? Yeah, make a wish. He he's done. I guess this was in 2022. He no, it was in 2012. He granted all the foundations with thousands, thousands with those wishes. But they can't see him. I think I would just wish to be healthy. And that's not funny. I was just to be curious. That's hateful. I'm not saying that's it's not, funny. That's not funny. That's what I. That's, that's what I would that's want. Poor taste. That's what I would want. That's in poor taste. I don't like that. That's what I would want. You crossed a line there. I mean, 
kind of true, isn't it? 650 wishes is what John Cena did. Jeez. Yeah, no, he's a genie. No, he's he's out there and and he takes it very seriously. There's a part of me when I see the headline like Michael Jordan 10 million dollars like I can't imagine like Michael Jordan actually like granting people's wishes. <laughs> so like, like, I want to meet Michael stuff, Jordan. Like, eh. Yeah, I was gonna say I, <laughs> I could see he's just like you know what take the ten million dollars. I'm not going I'll to. I'll send uh, you a signed basketball, but I'm not coming to swing. Yeah, that, that's where my mind went. I mean, ten million dollars is going to do a lot of good. You know, yeah. it's it's something to celebrate. <laughs> not coming to see you. <laughs> but it is wild to me. I mean, I think John Cena should get more attention for it because like I don't know how many people yeah. know that. Like wrestling fans, they talk about it all the time. Like they'll mm-hmm. run a. Once or twice a year, like, you know, a highlight package of Cena doing that stuff. I knew but, he did, but not that much. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that should be a bigger story. Like, I know he's not necessarily an athlete, but he's a actor now. I mean, he's, yeah. he's famous. I mean, that, that's something that should be celebrated. He's in Fast X. He was in Nine as well. Yeah, yeah but he is in X, and he's a good guy now. That Spoiler. new movie, by the way, looks <laughs> awful. That movie doesn't look it awful. Looks it looks awesome. It looks awesome. It looks terrible. The trailer looks so good. What are you talking about? I can't imagine. <laughs> What are you Watching talking about? The cast is ridiculous. The cast is so ridiculous. The cast is it so good. It looks so stupid. It's the biggest movie franchise going right now. It's like driving off a cliff. And like, no, oh, no, 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 Every movie. No, 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 Go show me where they drive off a cliff in the new one. Because the new one got back to its roots a little bit. There wasn't doing any crazy uh, Superman stuff there. Yeah, there It's were. No, not compared to the other trailers. You ain't what, seen it. Which you one is it? Seen Fast, them, bro. I watched it on the Super Bowl. Fast X. It was one. Fast X trailer. I'm going to tell you. Up, I'm going to break it down car. for you, and I'm going to tell you everything about it that looks stupid. <laughs> and that is, what was it? He's like, oh, wait, the line Joseph, the world of Super Bowl? Something like death is, uh, <laughs> he had a nice line about death. Like, yeah, it was about death. Something <laughs> like death is unacceptable when suffering is necessary or something yeah, like that. Because like, his, like, his yeah. whole thing is he's coming back to get revenge for his dead brother, so he wants to punish Dom and his crew. All right. There's... I'll be honest, I didn't watch the Super Bowl trailer, so I'm going to say if there's something new in there. I think it was there. just a shorter version of the Okay, I watched the, the four-minute. It's the same movie, right? Well, I know, yeah. there was a four-minute trailer that came out that well, didn't really I'm have. I'm watching it right now. It didn't really have the Superman stuff. And it does look like the climax of the movie might just be a street race because it looks yeah. like they're going back to the street where he's like, yeah. you know, I don't know uh, if he's racing. Or Jason. A, a truck blowing up. Well, that's the first. I mean, trucks blow up every day, B. No, yeah. not like that. They don't. I'm telling you, if you watch the other trailers, you watch the other movies. This yeah, one was this toned down on the ridiculousness. Right, I'm telling now you. Now they're they're pulling a safe out of a hole that's from a the fifth one. Yeah. They're dragging. That's a callback from the, the fifth one, which that was maybe the best scene of the movie franchise when they're driving dragging that safe. Jason around. Momoa opens his eyes underwater after getting knocked off a bridge. I mean, it seems okay. silly. Okay, I mean, I can open my Oh, eyes. a giant explosion in the middle of town uh, in Rome. So now we're just Rome. talking about an action movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like I haven't heard it of too many cars stupid. driving off cliffs and stuff yet. <laughs> it might not have been a car driving off a cliff, but it was something <laughs> That's exactly stupid. what I told now you. Now John Cena's in a car. There's another car blowing up. Well, I mean. There's a motorcycle yeah. sliding down the highway. Uh-huh. Oh, what do you know? A street race. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many of these do you need? John Cena breaking into somebody's house and shooting them. Jason Momoa's, okay, now a boulder's flying towards Bruce Willis. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. There's a giant boulder. (laughs) Bruce Willis is in the movie. Or whoever he is. Did you just call Vin Diesel Bruce Willis? What's the difference? There's a giant. uh, The biggest movie franchise ever versus Die Hard. There's only has like three good ones. A giant boulder rolling down the street. I don't think that's really a boulder. I think that's kind of like a a bomb. You can't tell me it's not stupid. It's It's exactly what I told you it was, and it wasn't a car driving off a cliff like you claimed. I told you you're wrong. 
Don't try to deflect. Don't move the goalpost. Now Bro is using a car door as a shield because Jason Momoa is trying to shoot at John Cena. Man, people do that all the time, Bulletproof, man. Bulletproof, bro. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, you ever seen a police shootout? Cops get behind doors all the time and use it as shields. What are you talking about? Think you're better than the police? No, I don't see a police shootout. Watch a movie. Watch cops sometime, man. Watch a TV show. Go outside. Go out touch and, grass. Yeah. Go out. Go out and <laughs> why touch do you, grass. Why do you like this? Touch grass, Cody. Why do you, why do you watch this? I They're touch good. grass all the time. I touched grass yesterday. They're good. Yeah. What's good about them? Uh, did you not just hear yourself talk about a boulder rolling down the road and car explosions? Yeah, it's, car not, explosions? it's not cinema. Jason Momoa, John Cena in the same movie. They're adding Brie Larson. Brie Charlie Larson. Theron's back. I saw that. I do like Brie Theron Larson. Theron or Theron? I never know. Theron, yeah, I always call I her Charlie Theron. I don't know why I'm asking Cam. You don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, you don't She's know. I've heard some people call her Theron. I so love I'm South sure. African heroes. For some reason, I would like to sniff Brie Larson's workout shoes. I don't know exactly why I don't she. Know. You see their feet? I don't know why she exactly popped up in this, but <laughs> oh, now there's two helicopters pulling a car off of a highway. Oh no, they all exploded. What do you know? <laughs> Everything explodes again. Yeah, you're really, everything you're really, just explodes. You're really doing the trailer disservice by not having the sound because they they nailed the music on it. The music uh, best I can tell, the plot of this movie is everything explodes. Well, everything Except dies, bro. Except for family. Everything does. No, Cam, not this time. <laughs> not this time. They're after Dom's kid. He made a mistake. Whenever you're yeah, a, a superhero s- slash like badass a target, you can't have kids, right? Because then yeah. the kids become the target. Yep. So. That's why they wear masks. That's why superheroes wear masks. At, at, at they pull up to the street race, and Momoa's basically like, now you have to decide which family you're going to say, which makes me think his wife and then his kid are two separate things going on. you know how much time has been wasted on this show talking about Fast and the Furious? Not enough. And you're the one that got into it, not me. You're the one who just watched the trailer and tried to do a play-by-play, and all you did was sell the movie even Let's more. move on with the news, huh? All you did was sell the movie even more and also call Vin Diesel Bruce Willis. What's the difference? I would prefer that after what you were just doing, so let's move on. Shout Vin, out to John Vin Cena. Diesel tries to look like Bruce shout out to Michael. Shout out to Michael Jordan. Eh, all bald guys look the same. You know Vin Diesel's real name? Former Philadelphia Eagles. No, I don't. I don't remember it either. Yeah. I remember seeing it yesterday, but. The former Philadelphia. He took that name because he wanted to seem cooler as a bouncer yeah. at a club. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I did know this, actually. Mark Sinclair. I did know no. that. The former Eagles captain, Chris Maragos, has been awarded $43 million in a lawsuit I am Groot. against his doctors <laughs> over so a career-ending knee injury. I know he's in Saving Private Ryan. $43 million. That's a lot for a knee injury. Which, to be fair, I only watched Saving Private Ryan once when I was like eight, and I was like, "This is I don't like this. <laughs> I've been out on war movies ever since. I don't since. like war movies yeah. either. I like Full Metal Jacket, and that's about it. And I really just like Full Metal Jacket for the boot camp part. When it actually gets to war, I, don't, I like it much, much less. Vic Fangio, defensive coordinator for the Dolphins I now. He's going to be fun, too. So he's fresh off of his Super Bowl loss because he was, like, being an advisor for the Eagles for two weeks. They were paying him to do that, which I didn't even know they did in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Basically, made him, like, a special assistant coach. He's now where? The Dolphins? He's going to be the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, Vic Fangio. Uh, Pitt football, back-to-back top 25 season finishes. I've heard that. One of oh. nine FBS programs nationally. Huge if true. Lewis Hamilton says that nothing will stop him from speaking his mind on important societal issues regarding one of the uh, 
FIA's clamp down on political protests ahead of the Formula One season in December. The FIA, which is Formula One's governing body, updated the code with a clause requiring prior, prior written permission for drivers to make or display political, religious, and personal statements or comments. But Hamilton says, I will not be silenced. Nothing will stop me from speaking out on the things I'm passionate about. Amen. Never Sounds apologize. like you've got a new favorite driver. I like Lewis Hamilton. I don't watch <clears throat> F1. Yeah, people they, they people like it's it. pretty exciting. People say Lewis Hamilton's the GOAT, though. So, I yeah. mean, it's good enough for me. I think he wins like every race, doesn't he? No. No. Hey, he wins a lot. I mean, I just said people call him the GOAT, but he doesn't win every race. Well, I didn't mean he got cheated. He got cheated out of the championship a couple of years ago, and I know that made a lot of people mm-hmm. mad. D.R. Vall says he thought that my comment was funny, and his brother was a Make-A-Wish patient. You're I would not get back into that. <laughs> just speaking the truth. That's what I do here. I come here and I speak the truth. Truth. Whatever you want to say, bro. I'm adding up the box office numbers to Fast and Furious, the movie franchise that someone said. Oh, they make bank, especially because they always get shown in China. What's more cringy, John's defense of 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 the Fast and Furious movie franchise or Ryan Tannehill's a top ten quarterback? Ryan Tannehill was a top ten quarterback not too long ago. He wasn't last year, but he didn't have any help. But the Fast and Furious movie franchise, yeah, seven hundred sixty-two point nine million for Fast Nine, one point two four billion for the Fate of the Furious, one point five billion for Furious Seven. Uh, Enough. Yeah, the fact that they get shown in China and everywhere is they make bank. Yeah, well, of it's course, because of course they get. Shown you know why I get shown in China? Those people don't have any taste. Well, no, a lot of the movies get blacklisted in China. They Not the Fast and Furious. You know why? Because they didn't go woke. That's right. Yeah. They believe in just good old fashioned action. <laughs> we don't need to force any agendas down our throat. There's no. There's no. Um. Um. What word am I looking for? Um. Token. There's no, yeah, no token inclusivity. It's like, hey, we don't have to make characters gay out of nowhere just to make like like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars all of a sudden, like, hey, by the way, guys, uh, it, it looked to me like Fast hey. and Furious was pretty well. And China's hey. like, nope, we're out. <laughs> hey, guys, by the way, Luke Skywalker, we're gonna explore that he might be gay now. They're doing that, not Dom Toretto. It's all about family, family, traditional family. Not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying that's what Fast and Furious believes in traditional family. And good does, old heterosexual does sex, the, does little the, interracial stuff. So it's a little, it's a little progressive. Does the Fast and the Furious franchise <laughs> not care about Hong Kong? Do they not care uh, about Hong Kong? Ever heard of Han, bro? Opposite, they have an Asian guy in there. They, they brought him back to life too, yeah. so they really care. They wanted to really. I wonder if China was like, hey, bro, was like, hey, eternal life. Was he a Hong you. Kong person or was he they, Chinese? I wonder if they're like, Tokyo hey, Tokyo Drift, bro. I wonder if they're like, hey, what the hell happened to Han? Japan. I wonder if they're like, hey, can we get Han back, please? Like, we had one great Asian character, and you killed him. Spoiler alert. But he's back alive. He came back to life. This is actually a good transition into my next story. Japan said yesterday that it strongly suspects three Chinese spy balloons. on your your iPhone app. I can't even add up their total box office. They made too much money. Jeez, too much. Okay. They made too much money. (laughs) Send us a break. We'll try headlines next. Let's talk sports. You brought Fast and Furious, bro, not me. We'll try it next hour. Apologies to the audience. Stick with us.
Birmingham Radio. Cody is saying that Bidiaco is out tonight. For okay. There we go. So I don't guess it's uh, became official yet, but that's what the reports are coming from out of there. Birmingham Radio. Yep. I can't imagine that would be very good. Not accurate. Oh, very good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about it. I that's it. I said that. I have no be- I have no ops down in we Birmingham. We should we should do an impression of Birmingham Radio. Okay. Bring us back into the segment as Birmingham Radio. What's the name of our station? Uh, WJ WBIR. <laughs> For Birmingham, well, that's our TV station. WBHM, Beham. W. We call it the Beham. Bham. Yeah, we call it, but we just call it the Beham. Beham, the Beham. Welcome back into the Beham as we're here at the twelve twenty hour. I assume Birmingham is Central Time, but I might be wrong on that. At the twelve twenty hour, hope you're having a good lunch. Make sure you go hit the barbecue spot, Little Lefties, Little Lefties Barbecue, because you don't want to eat the right toe, eat the left toe. Boy, Terry, I tell you, Lefties, my favorite barbecue joint in the whole state. Speaking of barbecue, I'm hoping we get some barbecue chicken when we head up to Knoxville tonight to get some revenge on the Vols. I don't know if you've seen Terry, but they're struggling. They barely beat that Auburn team by three at home. By God, I tell you, there ain't nobody I like beating better in Tennessee, especially after what happened football season. The only thing I hope that tonight Fat Phil's there front row to see it. Fat Phil, he better hope he don't get anywhere near me, Terry. I tell you, you know, funny thing is your name's Terry and my name's Terry. I hope I don't see one of them Tennessee sorority girls. I'm going to be just like Jermaine Burton. I'm going to hit one of them. Speaking of Terry, hope Miss Terry's doing well, Nick. If you're listening, make sure you stop by his new Ferrari dealership in Nashville as he's getting set to uh, take on the mid-state up above us. We all love Miss Terry, Terry. I tell you, Terry, Terry, Terry Labonte was my favorite NASCAR driver. Who's your favorite NASCAR driver, Terry? How many times you and the kids go to Talladega? We used to go every April race. I never made it to the fall race. Oh, Terry, I'm having a heart attack. It's funny, yes. I'm having a heart attack. It's funny, yes, Terry. When I was a kid, my grandpa actually got in a fight at the track, and we didn't get, in, we couldn't go back anymore as a family because he wouldn't let his kids go, and my dad wouldn't let us go, and I won't let my kids go. Bear Not Bryant. after the way they treated grandpa. Bear Bryant. I love Bear Bryant. I love Bear Bryant, too. Dad, I love Bear Bryant. Yeah, me too. Although, you got to ask, you got to wonder if what he did with segregating the team was the right thing, actually, all these years later. Well, of course it was the right thing. Look at where we are now. <laughs> yeah, but you remember Blake Sims. He wasn't very good. I think I'm having another heart attack, Terry. I got a subpoena for you for this ass-whipping, Barnes. Balls. Fulmer. Fat Fulmer. Okay, I'm done. That was good. It was a good segment. Yeah. yeah. Brought to you by... Uh, Little Piggies. Or no, Lefties. Piggly Wiggly. Lefties. Lefties Barbecue. Le- lefties Barbecue. Lefties yeah, Barbecue. Yeah. You don't want to eat the right foot. <laughs> eat the left foot. In the Cousin Sex Anonymous Studios yep. of WBHM. Beham. 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 97.5. <laughs> it's good. You seem out of breath. Are, are you... <laughs> Is your heart okay for real? Like, yeah. Let's break kayfabe. Are oh, my, you are my, you actually okay? My heart's great. Okay. My heart couldn't be any better. In fact, I'm just getting ready to enjoy another venti cold brew with an extra shot of espresso. How do you do that? What do you mean? Just 
drink all that. It's just caffeine. I just like the caffeine, bro. Does it taste good? I like coffee. Does it actually taste good, though? Yeah, you want to try it? No, I don't. I've got a nice streak going of not drinking coffee. I don't want to. You would probably hate it. Doesn't it doesn't taste good. Everybody that thinks it tastes good is in denial. It's kind of like beer, I don't right? really understand. Yeah. Beer tastes good. It doesn't taste good, but I enjoy it, but it doesn't mean it tastes good. Mm-hmm. I don't understand people who don't drink coffee. To me, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. Don't talk to me until I have my coffee, Terry. You know the rules. It really is, though. It's one of life's greatest pleasures. Why do you think they sought it so much back in the day? It was like one of the most important goods. I don't know. Because it's addictive, so. Coffee was like right there behind other things that tobacco. are important. Tobacco. Well, I mean, they had nothing else. <laughs> yeah, though. coffee and tobacco. Well, I mean, like they had They're nothing else. Like, things. Any stimulant they could get their hands on were probably good. They probably also loved opium and yeah, cocaine that as well. was a big. I don't think opium. There's a whole opium war over here. Well, yeah, fair. You need the opium to yeah. go down from the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I don't think they had cocaine back then, though. They I didn't know start opium was kind of like alcohol where it stimulizes you at first and then takes you down. I don't know. I never the did opium. The whole opium thing, though, over in uh, China. I think you ever done opium, Cam? No. Yeah, me neither. I'm black. I wouldn't rule it out, though. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> you guys don't do opium? <laughs> no, not like that. I mean, I would. I, I legitimately think I would try anything one time. Yeah, you've talked about your Matthews before. I'd rather not oh. dive, dive back down. That was like that, that was like that three hole. times. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather not dive back uh, down that hole. I mean, I just think that's a valuable life experience. I don't to, think so. To have to there just are, there are plenty of things I don't feel well, like I'm missing out on. You gotta you gotta try everything to know you don't like it. You know. Sure. Yeah. Like sucking on toes. Oh. I thought you were going somewhere else. No, 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 no. <laughs> no but Betty, hey, to, to each their own. If Betty Yako's out tonight, that opens up the lane for Tennessee. Alabama's defense falls off quite significantly when he is not there as a rim protector. So offensively, like Cam was saying, you know, they shoot a bunch of threes. He is not wrong there, but I do think defensively that opens up things for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Tennessee will be able to take advantage of it, but that's a pretty big loss for them when it comes to rim protection and versatility. And rebounding and those things. I think so, too. I think so, too. Where are you at? Where have you decided? Going to the game, not going to the game? Don't think I'm going to go to the game because, again, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I think we're going to lose, and I don't want to be there for that. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you're not going to be in the building to bring the energy down or even get to celebrate when we win because you don't deserve it. Not true. You don't deserve it. If we win, I'll get to celebrate just like everyone else. Mm. You don't deserve it. Don't you don't get to well. gatekeep celebration. Gatekeep. That's a word I'm going to start using. Do you <laughs> like that one? Yeah, I'm gatekeeping, though. You're not actually vault up. Well, I'm not wearing any vault gear today. Yeah, neither am I. I go home and cut my hair. Does it look pretty bad? I feel like it looks bad. Where? Just everywhere. It's a little too long. What is? My hair. Hair? Yeah. Where? My head. That's a little bushy on the sides. That's I mean, what I'm saying, but it makes I it look worse. It makes you look even more, well, you know, even balder. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to you go a fresh shave, or what do you think? Not all the way down, but one, one garden. Mm. Probably shave my, you know, little scraggly attempt at a beard here. Yeah. You see Mark Davis, by the way? 
Yeah, I saw he joined your bald brotherhood. He cut that goofy red hair, and he, he went from a four to a five. Yeah. He really, he really went from a two to a, a, a four. Yeah. He doubled. Has he let you know whether or not he got his Nazi uniform in the mail yet? Or? I don't I don't know about that, but I remember, you know, I, I, I am remembering him in the football season having that cute little Instagram yeah. girl with him, yeah. and she's Maybe got Maybe she got him to. She's like, you know yeah. what? I can work with this billionaire. Uh, he's not even really a billionaire, but he could be if he sold the Raiders, but he's not really flush with cash. He's not very liquid. <laughs> but, hey, I can't do the Chucky look anymore, but if you shave your head, I will still escort you places. Do you think a girl like that lowers her standards for Mark Davis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say she comes from nothing, though. Let's say she's a poor girl. Mm-hmm. Is she is she getting ahead, or is she not getting ahead by... I'm saying if she has to sexually please Mark Davis. I mean, Davis. she becomes a somebody. She gets to rub shoulders. It's a networking event. Think of, like, Margot Robbie and Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, she's at the, the parties, and all of a sudden she finds her a Leo. What I'm asking is, is it worth sexually pleasing Mark depends Davis? How, depends how much nothing she comes from. Yeah. She might not come from nothing. She I might, she comes from poverty. She might have some money. Yeah, she's too pretty to come from Yeah, abject <laughs> poverty. People that pretty don't. Yeah. Actually, though, I, every now and then you see a really ugly poor girl, or a really or a really cute poor girl. When? I've seen them. I've seen them. Where? Uh, out in the fields. Oh, okay. no. Let's go to break and talk sticks. sports on Fan Run Radio. Does your business... Mama told me not to. I did anyway misbehaving. Daddy said don't, but I said I'm gonna misbehaving. We gon' dance. If we win. We're gonna win tonight, Cam. We're gonna win tonight. And if we don't, then I'll quit saying we're gonna win. How about that? I'll put that on the line tonight. Okay. I'll quit saying we're gonna win if we don't win. Kentucky, I'll, I'll become very pessimistic. The next weeks of shows, I'll be very pessimistic and people that well that's not good either the people who aren't tuned in right now but like, what the hell's happened to john you're why the hell's why the hell's fan run radio so damn <laughs> negative about barnes and the boys well it's it's one or the other either they call you a sunshine pumper or they call you uh barnes basher well i don't think i've never gotten really the I mean, i've gotten the barnes basher thing before from like you know the first three or four years he was here and when he got hired i wasn't you know crazy about the hire although i will say that the I think my original tweet was like, he'll get you in the tournament. You'll probably make one Sweet 16 or so, but like it'll be a lot of underachieving, which I do think the tournament thing I was pretty spot on, but the regular season has been much better than I thought. So like, I, 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 sweet 16. Yeah, I, I, I take the L on that, but we have only made one Sweet 16. <laughs> but like I, I do take the L that the regular seasons have been much, much better. The My my meltdown was not you know exactly well-founded. We're a top 15 program, and that's a, a big accomplishment. But... I don't think I've really ever been called a Barnes Basher since, you know, 2019 or so, 2020, <laughs> but most people. But I don't think anyone's ever really called me a sunshine pumper for well, I didn't mean just you and no, 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 I know. I'm saying I like to think that we can do it in a way that people see both sides. That's what I've always tried to do. I just tell you what I'm currently thinking. Yeah. I just changed my mind, and yeah. then I changed to one thing, and then another thing. You never know. I like to give my opinion, but also I like to play devil's advocate with myself and see both sides. 
Do you think you have multiple personality disorder? I don't. No. <laughs> no, I think I just try to be fair to everybody, which you is probably like different characters in your head. I mean, I can easily you, ramp one up of being super negative or super positive guy. That's what you're asking, but like, it's probably not the way to go for what the hell is oh, the shot caller? It's a dog in? dog collar. It's probably not the way to go for sports radio. Like when you see the people who are like really successful at like the the, the you know the, the talk game, they usually just in, you know incite strong feelings from people. So like if I came on here and just every day was like really really negative, I would get the negative people really fired up and get the positive people to hate me. But they'd listen because they hate me. It's so chuggy. Yeah, but I don't like that. Like, I don't, like the Skip Bayless route, like, you know, just hate LeBron, hate LeBron. I like, come in here and hate Barnes, hate Barnes, hate Barnes, hate Heupel, hate Danny, and just do that and defend that. And, like, the people who are negative, which there are a lot of them, you know, around here, they'd love me. And the people who are positive hopefully would still listen but just hate me. But yeah. I don't want that because I don't want to play a character, but also, like, I don't, I don't want to be, like, hated. Well, I think a lot of people that get in this game and don't have a lot of experience with it, that's what they try to do at first. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably accurate as they, well. They, they find a niche of people that will like them for their takes. Yeah. And, they, and that's what they do. And I would also say that, well, yes, yeah, the easiest thing to get, like, feedback on. But I also think there's a – I don't know if it's, like, a new person thing, but I think, like – there is probably something too, like when you first get in, you you want to seem like you're not scared, and you're willing to tell it like it is. Well, and I think when you first get in, you don't really know yourself. You don't really know your own personality, so you're kind of like, maybe you like like Howard Stern, or you got into it because he did it, or sure. so you might try to be like a shock jock. I know? mean, I did it all to Butch Jones. You might tell a nun to go f herself. I mean, I hated Butch Jones, and I you know, nationally because beat that drum for a while before it was quote unquote popular. Yeah, but then that made me be a little bit slower on the trigger because I want to go right back to hating on Pruitt immediately. So it probably made me slow down on Pruitt when everyone else was bashing Pruitt. I was like, ah, you know, slow down. It's not that bad. Yeah, we've got a rejoin where you're talking about. Yeah. My coach. Yeah. As in your coach. Which he did. We went 7-5 and five and won some games. Like, you know, I felt pretty good, and then COVID happened. But, like, everybody's throwing him out. And then we ended up, you know, rallying and saving the season that year and at least, like, having people feel pretty excited. I didn't excited. even feel good when we went 8-5. and five. Because they kept they kept pumping us with yeah. this nation's longest win streak or what, second, second longest win Notre streak. Dame, I'm pretty sure. And I'm just like, have you seen the games? We, like, <laughs> we survived Kentucky. We beat Vandy. We beat Missouri yeah. by, like, Nine but points. But it's like, hey, it get was, your get your horses in here. Get a quarterback in here, and everything will be okay. But we had was, a miracle to beat Indiana. Yeah, like, yeah. we were not good. No, no, we weren't. But we didn't throw away the the season. We at least rallied and didn't like go four and eight or, or throw three the baby out with the bathwater. Right, right. We didn't go three and nine or four and eight. So at least we got to survive. And you didn't have to so murder suicide us off. Yeah. Boy, but like that, the Barnes, was, like I, I fully get the criticisms of Barnes. I have some of those too, but I also am appreciative that we have a top ten matchup inside Thompson Bowling tonight. Like, I know we're floundering, but it is still cool to be the college basketball spotlight tonight. To be the the main attraction, like you're on the main stage and you're favored to beat the number one team in the country, and like those things shouldn't be taken for granted, right? And I think people do respect and appreciate that, but then also they're just frustrated as hell. Barnes may be the most polarizing coach. That I mean, currently we've had. Sure. No, Butch was pretty polarizing. Barnes is not more polarizing than Butch was in like 2015, 2016. No way. What if you do it per capita? No, I mean, I mean I'm, still, the I'm scale, still saying the no, scale no. of football's bigger. I just do Twitter, like as a. I know it's not like real life, and like there's more football fans like off Twitter and basketball fans off Twitter. But I'm just talking about like on Twitter, like where you're discussing yeah. these things. People were much. I think Butch is much more divisive because. 
there were things like, hey, we went nine and four, and that's yeah. good. Back to back nine. I mean, like, even twenty fifteen, you had people start growing, you know, discontent with him in terms of the Oklahoma and Florida game. But you had people up in, even after the twenty sixteen season still defending him. So like, yeah, I would say he was much more divisive than Barnes was. Well, a lot of it depends on how. A lot of it depends on where your current standard is. Because with Butch, we had been dry for so long. Like, sure. Dooley never beat a ranked team. Okay. So we had gone through such lows, 5-7, and 5-7, 5-7. and 7, five and seven. Butch like, didn't beat Butch, many ranked teams, did he? He beat, outside, he like beat more than uh, – Is that Butch? Yeah, well, I know he beat a couple. South his, he beat South Carolina first year, but I'm saying, like, outside of that, like, we didn't really – Well, by the 2016 year, I mean, the Florida and Georgia were yeah. ranked, you know. I mean, it's only two, though. Yeah, I think for his whole yeah. tenure, he probably beat like five, right? Including yeah, the Big Twelve. I, I don't Big know if like in the bowl games, twenty fifteen Georgia or twenty fifteen Kentucky. I don't know if they were ranked. Twenty fifteen Georgia was probably ranked. That's a good one. Um, I don't know. Butch had enough big wins though that even though you knew he wasn't really the the best coach, like he was, he was good enough at the time, or at least you felt like he was that that he was your standard had been raised from Dooley. Now, maybe that's setting the bar pretty low, but, you know, as I told you once, Butch was not the worst coach in the world. He was better than Bronco Mendenhall. And um, now his – since then, he's really gone downhill at uh, Arkansas State. But Yeah, he has to wonder f- what the hell's happened. Like, at, at what point do you just retire? <laughs> he's the first coach to fail at Arkansas State. Like, like why not? They're going to fire him. <laughs> I mean – who who left? Who was the coach before him? It was somebody that left. All those like, guys that jumped well, out. Someone someone, someone just. Well, there was Malzahn. The guy was, he took over for was like 0 for 10, though. Like the guy he took over for was like 0 for like 0 and 12 or something. Like they, oh, they were. I don't know. They were, I'm just saying like Butch took over for somebody that's in a really really bad shape, and they went went, went 1 and 11, and then he's like, yeah, you know, it's not that bad. I just know they had that run of Hugh Freeze, right. Brian Harson, and Gus Malzahn. Yeah. You know, they they had some good coaches there for a while. I I don't think there are many people that want to fire Barnes. Though. <laughs> so like I don't think he's truly divisive. I would say less than like ten percent. Although no one, I guess Blake Anderson went four and seven his last year. Did he get fired or he leaves something go somewhere? He was he the Utah State. Yeah, that's what I think so. I think you're right there. Yeah, so he, he maybe did he leave Arkansas State for Utah State. Is I guess he's one that went back to Utah State. Yeah, like, he I, went eleven three his first year, so. so I guess he did leave them. I think so. But his last year was four and seven. So but, he left them in a bad spot, yeah, and then seems who, like it. Who took over? Butch. Oh, Butch took over. They right were four and seven in twenty twenty. Then Butch took over and went two and ten, three and nine. Butch has been bad there. Butch is able to say, "Hey, I improved from year one to year two. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did that at Tennessee too. Yeah. Brick as long as brick. Go, go Const- to four. Go to four and eight. Improvement. Go to four and eight, and you can keep selling it. We're getting better. We're getting close. You see the growth. <laughs> yeah, we're getting close. Like I, nobody really wants to fire Barnes. I'm would, not saying like, nobody, but like most people don't. Most people know you can't fire Barnes. Now there are probably some people like, hey, I wish he would retire. We could do, go in a different direction. Let's try but, something new. But no yeah. one like wants to fire him. But they're like, hey, I wouldn't be not, bad if he just hung it up. Not yet. But I mean, if things keep trending the way they have, it'll just be more and more. Like it, it'll be a gradual. I think, we're, I think, I think we're, we should let an assistant coach every time we get to the tournament. I think we are close to Does somebody else do it. <laughs> I think we are close to the tipping points after the Oregon State loss. Yeah, yeah that was that because was you had missed the tournament loss. for the COVID year, and like I know there was no tournament COVID, but you were on the wrong side of the bubble that year. You were not good in 2020, mm-hmm. and then in 2021 you took two five stars and you got embarrassed in the first round by Oregon good. State. 
wasn't good. And then last year he he got just a a tiny bit of goodwill, I guess. I think he got a lot of goodwill last year. Last because the, the regular was, season yeah. was so good. And then you won the SEC tournament. Like the team was really yeah. really really good. Now of course, and March, he won a first round game at least. And of course, like, March bitch you again, and you, you lost to Michigan and whatever. But like I think. Bought a lot of goodwill for that season because the, we were so good down the stretch and won the SEC tournament. The winning the SEC tournament meant a lot to people because yeah. you hadn't done it in so long. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And you were maybe the hottest team in the country after you sh- that. You could have easily won the national championship last year. A lot of people picked you to win the Natty. You like, were beating Kansas. You know when you do the ESPN bracket challenge, yeah, like, like 8%, a, you 10%, scroll down and look like at everybody's picks, yeah. and it's like, T, 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 T. He's like, oh, this is cool. And then, yeah, well, yeah, it didn't work out, but hey. Uh, you were as hot as anybody in the country going into yeah, the tournament. No, you were. You should have been a two seed, if not a one seed. So I, I think he bought a lot of goodwill, not just a little. And I do think like that, you know, took everyone kind of off of the you know the <coughs> negative train. Now again, the the tournament didn't go well. I would be interested if you took a thousand people right now and said, just turn in a ballot, yes or no. We fire Barnes. If it would get to twenty percent, that say, yeah, let's go ahead and try something different. Again, that's eighty percent. I don't want it to be. Uh, I don't want it to be anonymous. I want it to be public. You have to be willing to put your your name behind it. Okay. Like, yes, I want to fire him. There is kind of an allure of trying something different. Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, it'd be easy to not be like, yes, fire him because I kind of want to see what happens next. I'm kind of wanting to see a coaching search and see something different. I want to see a five star come in here and actually play like a five star. I think if he loses, lot, I mean, we've had a lot of coaches bring five stars in here though that haven't played like five stars. Like everyone loves Bruce Pearl. He had some five stars yeah. that weren't five stars either. Oh, for sure. So did Conzo. I mean, like, I mean, Donnie didn't get any five stars, but like, it's it's <laughs> oh, it's hard to get the five star. It's actually a five star. Well, here's yeah. the the problem with Barnes At least for us, though. It has been. I mean, not. For I don't anybody. I don't know that that's it though. I mean, I wonder more so if it's Barnes's system of like, I don't think that's part of it. Kind of beating these guys down into his. Team mentality. I think he I don't know if Barnes can let a five star th- thrive. Yeah, because he doesn't Durant want do them to be like, "Oh, I'm the guy," and go out. Kevin Durant. That's the way he is. He let Kevin Durant do well, it. Well, that was 20 years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago? But I mean, I guess well, it's I mean, close enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess hell, it's been. A, yeah, I mean, no, I was, I was thinking it's been like 10, but I guess it has been like 17 years. I mean, yeah, he had Durant, and that's a great thing to hang your hat on and everything. But you no, know, I mean, yeah, like that's that's completely fair. But he doesn't let. Yeah, he doesn't let the five stars just go out there and cook. I don't, know if like, hey. I don't know if he ever like gets those five stars. That, that, that's part of it though, too. Yeah. Is, like he gets the ones that like seem he... like they fit his like team scheme, and those I... aren't the ones that really like shine. Like you know, when you think five star, you think that guy that can just get you a bucket any moment. But that's not the kind of guys he brings in. It's gonna sound dumb if we Kenny, beat Kenny Chandler. Is so damn good though. He was good. No, Kenny, yeah, Kenny was obviously the best one. It's gonna sound dumb if we beat Alabama tonight and then. You know, this is the same talk tomorrow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wish we played Alabama system. You know, like if we beat them tonight, then it's kind of hard to say that. But yeah. they've just put together such a, a run, and and they're so fun to watch. Has Duke's mm-hmm. trio of freshmen been any good this year? I know Duke's like middle of the road, but they had the number two, three, and four national player of the years or uh, uh, recruiting rankings. Or have they been any good? I, I just keep hearing about that. What's that like? Flip? Guy? What was his name? Kyle Filipowski. Yeah, center. that's the only guy I ever hear about. Like, I haven't heard much about Derek Lively the second or Drew Whitehead. No. Now nah, I'll, I'll admit I don't keep my ear to the the street of all college basketball or ACC. But when you're barely beating like Notre Dame, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I know Nick Smith has been hurt, so like I'm not going to judge. You know, well, that Notre five Dame's star. coach is retiring too. By the way. I heard Mike Bray. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm. But like Casey Wallace at Kentucky hasn't been special. Yeah. But then you get like the Brandon Millers that sure. Game of it. I'm just running down the list yeah. of like Gigi Jackson at South Carolina has been more of a headache than he's worth. Like they play better when he's on the court. Yeah. I think Khalil Ware from Oregon I haven't seen. Dylan Mitchell at Texas has he done anything? Like I think he's been solid. Okay, Keontae George at Baylor. I, I think Arkansas's got some really good guys. I hope that they don't get hot. I want them to not. Yeah, they're good. a dangerous team if they somehow get those, those guys. Those quickly. guys they've got are very. But they've talented. been so inconsistent. Like, well, they don't have underdog at A and M tonight. So. I think A and M's favorite against them tonight. Um, Anthony Black, one of the other Arkansas guys, point guard. I don't feel like he's been great. Brandon Miller's been, been, been probably the good. best freshman in the country. I mean, he was the 14th ranked guy. Anthony Black's been pretty good. Has he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's he's their leading scorer. Okay. I didn't good. know if he'd been special. I guess I shouldn't have said he hadn't been because I don't know if he's been. I've only watched like three or four games and I haven't really. Been blown away, but it's only like. Well, if games. Nick Smith comes back, that, that's what I worry about with them. I, I don't want them to be good. Yeah, because I do think Musselman's a good coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's averaging thir- So like yeah. Nick Smith or not Nick Smith, excuse me, um, Anthony Black's averaging thirteen points a game. How many guys we got doing that? <laughs> I, that's fair, but I'm saying like <laughs> that's not that much better than like what Julian Phillips has been doing to me. I mean. No, it's not great. Especially it's, when you consider Phillips ranks as one of like the ten best defensive players in the country. So like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that he's been like a five star. When, when we're saying we want five stars, I'm just kind of pointing out. I don't know how many of these guys have actually been. Well, they've got other guys that are that are kind of dogs. You mm-hmm. know, that, I think the problem is like when you get the five stars, it puts that just narrative in everybody's mind that like, oh, this is like the guy. Oh, for sure. And for then sure. when they you know pan out the way ours have basically outside Kenny Chandler for the past few years, you're just like, what are you what are you doing to our five stars? But is it fair to say that maybe we've been duped on five stars because? Oh, for sure. Not 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 when I say duped, I mean like I wonder if the rest of the country like if five stars are actually those guys because I remember like Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid like neither one of those like Embiid barely played at Kansas, but I remember watching Andrew Wiggins at Kansas and just be like, this guy's just a player. Ben yeah. Simmons was pretty good at LSU. No, he not really. You didn't think so? I mean, I thought he was fine. But, like they didn't do anything. They didn't make that. They yeah, made the NIT. Like I mean, he scored a lot of points. But Ben Simmons also didn't try ever. But he was also, I think, the number one player in the country too. So yeah. like, it's a little bit different. But like, I want to say we got warped by like, at least for me, like my most formative like college basketball years, or at least some of that I remember the most, were like. Hey, here's these five stars at Kentucky. Here's John Wall. Yeah. And John yeah. Wall and, like, DeMarcus Cousins and, like, Anthony Davis are, like, nasty. Yeah. I think people confuse almost, like, they almost warp. They, like, turn five-star with, like, the generational guys. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, not that, everybody's really going to be generational. Yes. Yeah. That, that's really what I mean. Like, so yeah. when I think of five-star, I'm thinking, like, top five, top mm-hmm. five draft pick. Like, yeah. again, John Wall, Anthony Davis. And there's a lot of five-stars who are, like, two, three, four-year players all across the country. Like, Villanova yeah. won a, b- a couple Maybe titles doing that. too many five-stars. Maybe, well, I, the, maybe the the standards lower for the I, to get the fifth star now. Yeah, what they're trying for is yeah. basically like, can this guy be a, a first round draft pick? You tell me, Josiah yeah. Jordan James is not a five star. He's a really really good college basketball player. Yeah. So like he he's a five star college basketball player. I mean, there haven't been very many you know high school recruits that have had better college careers than him. But like it doesn't translate to being a dominant player like you know playing in the NBA again like John Wall did. Yeah, Ben Simmons did average 19 points. I just remember feeling like he was so lazy. I remember him being a good scorer. 19 and 11.8 rebounds and 4.8 assists. I just remember thinking he didn't care and didn't really ever try, (laughs) which is kind of how his NBA career went too. Well, he didn't have much of a team around him, did he? 
at LSU? No. Probably not. At that time, I don't think I do remember were. I was out of the game here in Knoxville. We were just beating the brakes off him, and the crowd started chanting overrated. But he, like, blocked the shot and just went coast to coast yeah. and dunked it. And everybody yeah. was just like, okay, yeah, I was you're at right. That game. <laughs> he could turn it on when he wanted yeah, to but in he college. Tried, I mean, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I remember almost beating them in the SEC tournament that year, too, and, like, them just being mm. so underachieving. Yeah, they, yeah. they well, should have been Yeah, better. I mean, maybe everybody has kind of I – mean, Maybe college basketball players are just not really fully formed. Well, yet. that goes back to our <laughs> hour one conversation about the NBA. Like, yeah, like you're not yeah. a fully formed ba- basketball player. Yeah, in college, you go to a different level about four years into the NBA. It's, it's an amateur's so game. The game's so different too, and the, like you said, the spacing and everything is just so different. Coaching well, and everything, yeah. like yeah, like you don't overcoach at the next level, like Barnes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes does, or a lot of the times does. Yeah, you kind of let the guys almost do their thing a little bit more, but basketball is not meant to be micromanaged, and I think we have a micromanager at times. That's mm-hmm. a good point, and that's the difference of like what I was saying when you watch the Alabamas play; they look so but free. They play more like an NBA team. So they, like when you're talking about yeah. when you're talking about last night's Warriors and Clippers game, which seems really weird that you were watching that, but <laughs> when you're talking about that in the hour one, like, on. but when you're talking about like guys coming up and driving and like. You know, like getting open shots. Like, that's how basketball is supposed to be played. You're supposed to be free. And, like, you don't maybe, like, have a system in place or you maybe run a play or two. But for the most part, you're supposed to come up and, like, find the mismatch, exploit the mismatch type of thing. Not necessarily run our horn motion. Let's run 20 seconds off the shot clock. Let's work the ball. Yeah. All five people touch it like they do in Hoosiers. And, like, got to touch the paint. Got to do this and this. Is that outdated, the motion offense? I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about, like, the schematics to say whether or not that's outdated. I mean, I think it's pretty simple. I know the NBA is more just, like, space them out and, like, we're going to create a mismatch through a pick and roll or a pick and switch. Yeah, like, we're going we're gonna to pick and switch. We're going to pick on the worst defender type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think Barnes is ever going to go to that. No. Doesn't he's he stuck seem, in his ways? He's stu- no he does way. seem like a stubborn person. And as I mean, you know, just, and you know, just better. as you're older too, you're not going to really when it's been working for you for years. You're not going to at this age. I, he change he changed up. it up a little bit after the Grant and Admiral team. Well, I'll say but, he changed it up after the Keon team because yeah. whenever we hit rock bottom, which I do think getting blown out by Oregon State was rock bottom. I give Barnes credit. I thought he adapted his offense, and we started shooting more threes, and we got away from the mid range mm-hmm. jumper. So, like, I'm not even saying he's too stubborn. I, at my biggest critique of Rick Barnes, who in 2016, I guess when we beat Auburn in the SEC tournament, I deemed Mr. Wednesday Night, according to Sawyer, who dug up a tweet. I, I guess I deemed <laughs> Mr. Wednesday Night. I mean, just because well, we, we beat Auburn. We're good on Wednesday <laughs> well, night. Well, we beat Auburn like in the 13 12 matchup of the SEC tournament. I guess I, I don't know what the hell I, I tweeted out, but well, just got dug up. Wednesday. Yeah, he's like, let's see if he can pull it out. But like, my biggest critique of Barnes right now is not the system, it's not. Not adapting. It's simply like I think he scares his players. Yeah, and I think, think it makes him hesitant to, him? to do yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, I think he I think he is an authoritarian authoritarian coach. Mm. Coach, yeah. Which is like you do even play like timid and like worried to make a mistake at times, and I, I think that is because of the coaching there. Which is why some of these like five stars don't you know you think cool he's, send it. He's time. less of a players' coach and right. more of a. A dictator. I think he is the father figure who loves you, but coaches you very hard. Tough Tough love. love. The Red Foreman. I've been watching a lot of that 70s show. He'll put a foot in your ass, but he's He's not going to hit you, but you see the hand go up and you you wince a little bit. He's going to make you pick out your hickory (laughs) switch just to keep up there just in case. And he might spank you with it every now and then. But no, I think he's a tough love generation guy. And like some guys like it, but other times it beats you down. Like 
an important part of last year where there was a moment. I don't remember who he was yelling at, but maybe it was Euros, maybe it was Chandler or Zakai. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like Josiah Jordan James basically stood up to Barnes like, stop. I do remember that. He was like, yeah. quit. Like, I got it. Chill out. And then like Barnes walked away. And, like, the team kind of coached itself. And then, like, the team, that was a part of, like, the run they got on. So, like, yeah. maybe you need a good that. nurturer yeah. there as an assistant. But coach. I think you also need a player like that, too. That you need somebody willing to stand up. Yeah, yeah. that can kind of. Well, you need you need leadership on the court, too. Mm-hmm. You need you need good leaders as players. And I, I do think we know. have that to an extent. Like, but who who do you about, think our leadership? I think Josiah is, but he's a pretty soft-spoken guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not the get-in-your-face-yell-at-you guy either. But, like, I do worry, you know, with him being out tonight, who is the leader now on the court? Yeah. Is it Zakai? Because I, I feel like Zakai, I feel like if I was Zakai's teammates, I would love him and I would yeah. let him lead, but it better be a game where you're playing well. Yeah. If you're shooting two for seven Who, and turning the ball over, like I don't, I'm not trying to hear you right now. Who's he going to be matched up with tonight? Because that, I mean, the the length that Alabama has seems like a problem, yeah, doesn't it? that's probably going to. I mean, for Zakai, what's he going to be doing? Is he going to be on Brandon Miller? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. That is the question. Well, I, mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would imagine he's not going to be on Brandon Miller. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, if Phillips can't go, I would imagine Josiah Meshack gets the start. And I would imagine he'll be out there and his, his job's pretty much going to be try to guard Brandon Miller without fouling him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I'm very you think Urosh will be back in the lineup? I would be surprised. He hasn't done anything for we me. We may to... need him like a Kentucky game. We were... well, we Jaden least... Bradley, they're starting point guards only 6'3", so, I mean, Zakai's not going to be, least... be outsized by him. I don't think that Sears guy's very big either. Could you at least bring uh, He's six one, so, I mean, in to, like, pick up some fouls on Brandon Miller, keep him away from the... Basket? I mean, I, I do think that, yeah, like, this might be a night, I know Barnes hates it, but this might be a night where you need a couple of uh, emotional plays from Euros to get the crowd going. Well, that's a Kentucky moment, but maybe yeah. a win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does bring kind of a spark. Yeah, if he does something well, but I mean, like you know, he's to me, he's not. Really, yeah, to me, he's not really worth the negative, the negative plays. But against Missouri, yeah. he got in early and immediately got into the post. He got an easy bucket, so like that was cool. Yeah, I, I just think that if their big man Badiaco or whatever is not able to go, that there's not even really any use for playing him, maybe or I do. I'd maybe just go Kumwa and Awaka. Well, we'll see what they decide to do. Yeah, Alabama's got length, but their guards aren't. Like, I think you're overrating how big they are. Like, they're starting backcourt. Their length? Well, they're starting backcourt 6'1 and 6'3. So, like, they're not. I mean, I don't know what their wingspans are, but like they're they're listed high. I think like they're going to be giants. Yeah. Yeah. But Brand, Brandon Miller is Paul George out there. Like he's maybe just, just he's six nine, six ten, and can handle the ball and pass. Like he yeah. and he's good at like the pick and roll and seeing over the defense and like making the right pass. So I think just looking at them the way they play. They look, a, they look like an NBA team. Yeah, they play, they play the most NBA style of anybody that we've we've Oof. probably played so far this year. Oh, no. Maybe of anybody in the country. Hour two in the books. We'll kick off hour three with headlines. The end of hour two is brought to you by Big Orange Phillies, located over on Maynardville Pike. Live music on the weekends, pool darts, karaoke. Go watch the game there tonight if you're not going to be in the building. BigOrangePhillies.com if you want to see the menu. BigOrangePhillies.com. Hour three coming at you. 